Berlin, Germany. This is a Tips for Travellers podcast hosted by Gary Bembridge. It's a podcast of inspiration, advice and tips about finding and having a luxurious travel experience on both land and sea. The podcast draws on over 20 years of experience of travelling every month of every year to luxury destinations on all continents and on the oceans of the world. For more, visit tipsfortravellers.com where travellers is spelt with two L's, the UK way. Hi and welcome to this episode of Tips for Travellers. And in this episode, we're going to be visiting Berlin in Germany. Of course, it is now the capital of Germany and is probably one of the most famous and most popular cities in all of Europe. It does, of course, for those of you who know the history, come with a very traumatic and kind of bizarre history. And in this podcast, I'm going to take a very brief look at the history, not dwell on it too much, but I think it's very important to understand the Berlin of today. Then I'm going to talk a little bit about getting there, getting around, where to stay, the absolute must-do things to do, and some other options if you are in Berlin that are a little bit out of town but really well worth doing. Berlin, as I mentioned, is the capital city of Germany. It's got a population of about 3.5 million people. It's actually Germans, Germany's largest city in the northeast Germany, not that far from Poland, it's a very green and lush city with lots of parks. It's also a city that has lots of different centers. And this is both from its old, old history, but also from its history post the Second World War. Berlin was the capital of Germany during the whole rise of the Third Reich and Hitler. But after World War II, the city was actually divided into East Berlin. And actually it was the capital of East Berlin and West Berlin which was actually surrounded and, and locked from the east by the Berlin Wall, what is sometimes called the Wall of Shame. And the Berlin Wall was put up overnight, or started being put up overnight in 1961, and eventually only came down in 1989 when famously, you know, the uh, whole sort of breakdown of the Soviet Union happened and people basically sort of stormed the wall and it kind of ripped it down. After the German reunification in around 90, well not in around, in 1990, the capital of all of the United Germany was moved back to Berlin. West Germany actually had Bonn as its capital for a while. And now all around Berlin you see loads and loads of very modern and new embassies. There's something like 100 and, almost 150 different embassies and they all seem to be sort of clustered in one part of town and all very modern and very contemporary Berlin is a very strange city, and I'm going to talk much more about it. Um, its strangeness also makes it a very compelling city to visit. It's it's really a service-based economy. So, you know, a lot of, uh, you know, head offices are there, as I mentioned, embassies. It's a big, you know, hub for, for transportation. The city itself was pretty much destroyed completely during the Second World War, and particularly the air raids during the whole Battle of, of Berlin, and many thousands of hundreds of thousands of people kind of died through that that whole process. It was a very traumatic time. After uh, the war, Germany was kind of divided into four zones by the Allied forces. And Berlin was split into different sections with the US, the UK, France forming part of it, and the Soviet Union sort of looking after the other part, which eventually became East Berlin and, uh, you know, East Germany. During the whole Cold War, when kind of there was this big 
kind of uncertainty between the East and the West, you know, Berlin became almost like a flagship for the whole Cold War. And you, you actually had Berlin, which was actually right inside this whole Soviet-controlled territory. And you had Berlin as this kind of enclave, if that's the right, the, the right word. And you had this wall which divided families, it divided the whole city, a very ugly concrete wall. And this wall had a huge sort of open no man's land expanse. And basically people were not allowed to escape, as it were, from Eastern Europe. And an estimated, you know, about 150 people were killed trying to escape. And it's estimated that maybe, you know, a couple of thousand people did actually escape. As I mentioned, you know, when the whole Cold War unraveled, the wall came down. And, and many of you may remember those images of people kind of standing on the wall. And one of the most iconic images is right at the Brandenburg Gate with all the people standing on the wall. Reunification came along, Berlin became the capital, and a lot of money was actually pumped into the east of the city and in eastern Germany in totality. And all of the Berliners that I spoke to on the various trips that I've been there do talk about how they almost feel to a degree like West Berlin was ignored. And there's a lot of investment now happening in the west of Berlin to really kind of make it vibrant and exciting again. Because of the traumatic past, Berlin used to you know be sort of in the early turn of the 1900s a very decadent very wild city and those of you who've ever seen the film cabaret for example just which is set just before the war will know that it was renowned for very risque kind of cabaret nightlife etc and the viewers that kind of after the war and after reunification berlin perhaps became a little bit tamer and one of the things i know when i spoke to the German Tourist Board and the Berlin Tourist Board is a sense of they're trying to really reinvigorate Berlin, make it very exciting and very vibrant and very diverse again. And in fact, at uh, the, my last trip to Berlin, there was an exhibition all around the town, which is really celebrating the history of diversity of Berlin. So Berlin's really trying to become very exciting, very dynamic. I've always found Berlin very exciting and very dynamic. And I think it's a great and really, really interesting place to visit, particularly if you're interested in, in history, because you have this city which was divided, you know, for a very long time. You had different cultures. And then when the war came down, they were kind of mashed together. So I found it a fascinating city. So let me talk about my tips for travelers visiting Berlin. In terms of getting there, I've already mentioned in the setup, it's kind of a hub. So it's really easy to get to Berlin pretty much from wherever you are, particularly in Europe and, of course, internationally as well. There's lots of flight options. You have, you know, the flag carriers, you have low-cost airlines. You know, if you visit sites like Skyscanner, for example, which compares, you know, cheap flights, you'll find many, many options of getting into Berlin. Tegel is the main airport, although there's a big new airport being built. And by the time you listen to this podcast, it may actually be open. The airport's not too far from, uh, you know, uh, the main part of Berlin and getting into Berlin. There's also lots of train options. So if you want to come from somewhere else in Germany or with, even within Europe, actually getting there by train is also very viable. It's, it's a pretty easy place to get to because it's a real hub. Once you're in Berlin, getting around is, there's a couple of options. There's a very efficient metro. It's a very modern, very slick metro. You know, about 170 stations works very well. You know, in, in, in real German efficiency, it's it's really, really very good, very easy to use. So the metro is a good option. There's also 
taxis. Now, I've had very mixed experience with taxis. They're relatively expensive. Traffic can be quite bad at times. And I've, I've basically had much more mixed experience with taxis. So the Metro, if you're adventurous, is definitely well worth doing. The thing with Berlin is it's got lots of different centers. So unlike many cities where there's a very clear center, if you take London, for example, you know, there's a very clear center. Berlin has lots of different centers, partly because that's the way it always used to be, uh, and partly because of the whole east and west where you had these kind of two main centers building up. So in terms of where things are focused and seeing things, they're kind of dotted all around. So assume when you're in Berlin that you need to travel around a lot. So the same is true of where to stay. There's lots of options. And again, it's worth visiting sites like hotel.de or Trivago. You'll find loads and loads of options. Again, it's hard to recommend a very specific place to stay because you will find if you visit Berlin, you need to travel around quite a bit and, and visit things which are kind of dotted all around. So it's probably better to just choose based on you know your budget or, or your kind of aspirations. Um, and I don't have a really strong place to stay. I've stayed at various parts. I've stayed sort of more in uh, towards the size, I've stayed right in Potsdamer, and they've all been equally as good as each other. Now let me talk now about things to do in Berlin, and I really do believe the most important thing to do in Berlin is to explore and understand the whole history of this city. Like I often do, I would actually recommend the hop-on, hop-off bus tour, because again, as I mentioned, you know, things are dotted all around Berlin, so you want to kind of travel around a lot. So the advantage of buying one of these 24-hour, 48-hour hop-on, hop-off bus tours is it's going to get you around in a really easy way. There's quite a few providers, actually. There's um, The two that I've used are a company called Berliner and the Circle Line. They basically have pretty much the same route. They cost around €22 Euros for a 24-hour um, circuit, which you can hop on and hop off. The commentary on these is mixed. I found the commentary, to be honest, a little bit um, neutral. And I don't know whether that's because there's a reticence to really talk in detail about some of the history, both through, you know, the Nazi times, through the Cold War, and whether it's kind of being polite. So in some ways, really understanding the history, you're not going to get a massive understanding of the history from the actual audio tour. You'll tend to get a much more factual tour about what you're seeing and a little bit of history. So... It's, it's really worth probably diving a little bit into history, either through reading guidebooks, looking online, Wikipedia, that kind of thing. But the bus tours, they have around 20 stops. They run from about 10 o'clock in the morning to about 6 o'clock at night. Uh, as I said, you can get 24-hour and 48-hour um, options. Now, the things that I would really strongly recommend that you actually spend some time having a look at and actually getting off the bus and exploring a bit more are the following. The Berlin Wall itself is probably one of the most iconic and important things to take a look at. And on the bus tour, you'll come to a section which is called the East Side Gallery. This is about a 1.3, 1.4 kilometer stretch. And what you'll find around Berlin is a lot of the wall was ripped down and has gone. And you might find the odd patch of it here and there, but this is probably the biggest section of the wall. It, As I mentioned, it stretches for about one and a half kilometers long. And all over the wall have been painted murals, which are absolutely intriguing they tell the history they tell kind of cultural stories and it's it's really around hope and freedom is the main sort of theme and this is the best part to really see the wall you can walk along it you can you know the bus stops near it you can walk along you can actually spend quite a lot of time really exploring it now 
there is some discussion about reducing the size of the wall or even moving it. And, you you know, and there's a whole lobby group, including David Hasselhoff, who's very popular in Germany, has done various rallies and things about protecting the section of the wall. But this is really the best stretch of wall that you will see. Um, so it's called the East Side Gallery. All the buses stop there. You can also get the train there um, if, if, if you need to. But the, the bus is is the best thing to do. Uh, the other thing that is really, really worth spending some time at is the Reichstag. Now, this is the parliament building. It's a beautiful parliament building, which has this glass dome built on top. And this was built um, after the, the war came down. You, you walk up a, star, a spiral walkway and you get incredible views of the German capital. It's got a roof terrace. It, it, it's really, really, really beautiful. It's free, but you need to register in advance. Avoid the afternoon. Try and get there in the morning because in the afternoon can be very long queues. But it's it's really, really a beautiful building. It's very iconic, and you get amazing views of the capital. The other thing that is well worth exploring is the Tiergarten. This is a very huge park. It's a massive big park. It's right in the heart of the city, and you can stroll through it. You can picnic there. There's ponds. There's something like 23 kilometers of walkways. Lots of people go running, particularly in summer. It's really nice, but in winter, it's beautiful because you have all the snow and everything. And the Tiergarten is really again an amazing place to just explore unwind right in the center of the city the other thing that is an absolute must and pretty much everyone will get off the bus or go and see is the brandenburg gate this is probably the ultimate most famous most recognizable site it's it's you know where you will recognize it immediately from all the news it's a beautiful building with a massive big um chariots and horses on on the top uh and it was right on the border between the East and West Germany. And when the war came down, it was really kind of the symbol of this whole unification. Um, the chariot at the top was originally taken back by Napoleon to Paris, but it was it was brought back and, and, and put there. But it's a very beautiful building. It's it's a very striking structure and, and it really is well worth doing. The other thing which is worth doing, which is uh, the Holocaust Memorial, and it's it's it's, it's hard to describe. It's basically these big concrete blocks, and um, the formal name is the Memorial to the Murdered Jews of Europe, and it's something like two thousand seven hundred, two thousand five hundred concrete blocks. They're different shapes and shapes and size, and you can basically walk on them, stroll around. And again, it's free to get to it. And it's more of a sculpture, I guess, than, than a memorial. That's really, really worth, worth doing. The other place worth exploring is Potsdamer Platz. This, again, was a major important uh, center. A lot of it was, was flattened. And today, after unification, it's become kind of the center for all the five-star hotels. And um, it's, it's, there's lots of very popular hotels to stay there. Um, and it's it's lots of shopping around there. It's it's a very popular stop. You'll find it's very buzzy. Lots of people walking around. Lots of young people. So that's Potsdamer Platz. It's it's again a good place to stay, but it's a great place to kind of just stroll around, have a coffee, get the whole buzz. The other stop, which is incredibly popular on the tour, is Checkpoint Charlie. Now Checkpoint Charlie is where you could cross formally between East and West Berlin. And so you had the East Germans on one side and on the other side you had um, the Allied forces and, and, and whatnot. And you could, if you were a foreigner, get permission to cross there. Today, 
um, it's a narrow street and they've still got the kind of the sentry box and the, the, the sort of booms and, and barricades. And there's there's a memorial just next to it. Uh, well, sorry, a memorial museum just next to it. We can go and find out much more about, you know, how you could cross, a little bit more about the wall. But Checkpoint Charlie is one of those kind of iconic things you kind of almost need to stop and have your photograph taken there. And it's worth spending a little bit of time in the, the sort of museum attached, just understand the whole process of, of what the war was about, what the checkpoint was about, and the whole process of people trying to trying to escape. Another stop which I, I really like on the tour is the Berliner Dom Cathedral. This is a very beautiful cathedral, and um, it has this massive, beautiful dome. It's a very nice part of town to, again, just walk around, but it, it's a magnificent cathedral. It's well worth, even if you just get off and explore the outside, but, but also going inside, it's, it's really, really well worth it. So those for me are the kind of the highlights. You, there's a Berlin Wall, there's the Potsdamer Plant, Brandenburg Gate, the Tier Gardens, the Reichstag Parliament, Checkpoint Charlie, the Berliner um, Dom Cathedral and the Holocaust Memorial. Those are the things that you should really do. If you were doing them in a rushed way, you could get around them in one day. But that's why I think probably spending two days just exploring all of those things. There are many other kind of museums like the Jewish Museum and other museums if you are spending more time in Berlin that are worth doing. However, saying that, I think there are some other interesting options to do. So in terms of the tour, I've mentioned the bus tour. So the other option in terms of tour, you can um, do a cycling tour or a walking tour, which take you to more specific parts of, of, of town, but they will explore the the architecture of East Berlin, the architecture of West Berlin. They're both very good, um, and so particularly if you're feeling a bit more energetic, those are pretty good, and they're a hosted tours, so you're going to get much more chance to ask questions and, and interact. There's also another uh, tour, which I haven't done but um, have seen before, is you can do a tour on these old Eastern European cars. So the old cars that were popular in Eastern Europe, you can also do a sort of a hosted tour around in those, which is, is quite good fun. Um, if you want to do something a little bit different. In terms of going out of town, the two things to do out of town that are pretty popular. One is to go out to Potsdam. Potsdam, you can book tours. It's about five hours, um, you know, tour. It's basically a day tour, and you can head out and you can tour some very beautiful um, old uh, uh, stately homes and explore the beautiful gardens and the fountains. It's a really beautiful, beautiful uh, tour. The other thing you can do, which is uh, slightly unusual if you're looking for something unusual to do, is you can drive around in an armoured panther tank through the muddy fields of the Brandenburg countryside. It's about 50 kilometres east of Berlin. You, you can get out there by car, by train, by taxi. And it's a very bizarre thing. It's very popular for stag and, and hen parties, although you can only take up to, to eight people. But if you want to do something slightly bizarre and slightly sort of weird, you can um, basically go and drive an armoured panther tank, um, which is something that's a little bit unusual to do. The other thing I mentioned a little bit earlier within Berlin, there are, there's a real resurgence of uh, cabaret, nightclubs, uh, saunas, even sex clubs, and uh, you know the, the, that whole sort of wilder side of Berlin, which you can always search for online if that's uh, the sort of thing that uh, interests you. I love Berlin. I find it a fascinating city. I find it very vibrant. I find it very exciting. I find the history fascinating. And it's a great place to spend a couple of days exploring and really kind of understanding the whole history of Europe and the Cold War. Some people find it a bit grey and 
uh, not that wildly exciting. So perhaps if you're not madly into history, you may find Berlin a so-so place to visit. But I really love Berlin. I find it fascinating, very exciting. And hopefully those tips for travellers have helped uh, in enormous deal if you are visiting Berlin. If you have any other ideas or thoughts or tips for Berlin, please visit the blog, tipsfortravellers.com. Search for Berlin and leave uh, more thoughts, comments, and feedback. Also, if you are um, next or when you're next on iTunes, it would be really great if you could leave a review for the podcast. It helps me enormously. But until next time, here's to really safe and great travels. You've been listening to Gary Bembridge's Tips for Travelers podcast, the podcast of inspiration, advice, and tips about finding and having a luxurious travel experience. It draws on over 20 years of luxury travel experience. Visit tipsfortravellers.com, where travellers are spelt with two L's, the UK way, to find out more about the destination or topic covered in this podcast. You'll also find the links to contact Gary Bembridge and to follow Tips for Travellers on Twitter, Facebook, YouTube, Flickr and Pinterest.